Okay, I guess we're recording. <laughs> so it's Kat and Sarah going deep, talking about life. We are transformative entrepreneurs in healthcare, in coaching, and just like how to make your life better, all sorts of things. What what are we gonna what do you want to talk about? Oh my gosh, putting me on the spot. <laughs> putting me on the spot. I love what you said. Transformative conversations, life, um, business. I think business is cool. Um What's on your mind today? What do you like about business? I love business. I do too. I found business to be this sandbox, this little playground of creative expression, except when I make it a really big deal and I take it really seriously. So I do both. I get in the sandbox. And I create and I play. And then at other times, I just think, 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 scare the crap out of myself. Are we going to say bad words on our podcast or not? I think you can say bad words. We can or we can't? Oh, can. We I can. think so. Okay. I think so. Well, do you want to do you want to say bad, do you want to say bad words on our podcast? It just might slip out. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I have trouble not saying bad words. So, I met I I met somebody, and it was only the second time I ever talked to this person today, and this person said. I, we were talking about my son. I broke my sunglasses and I said, well, I, I just bought another cheap pair. And he said, oh, do you like ZZ Top, you know, cheap sunglasses? And all I could think of was all the double entendres and all the innuendos. And I was like, don't go there. I just met this person, don't go there. That's way off track. We were talking about business and my mind went to the gutter. Hmm. That's okay. It's our podcast. We get to do we whatever, do whatever we, want. we want. Yeah. Yeah. I am thinking just now about like, what do I love about business? And yeah, like you'd said, creative expression. I like, I like making things. And creating things and I like thinking about other people's lives being better or more joy yeah just bringing joy to others through what I might make or create or yeah yeah well that that's cool I mean for me my businesses probably five of them or so have always been about, you know, helping others and serving others. And, and so I never thought about joy, but um, 
yeah, making people's lives better. Mm-hmm. Just now I was thinking about joy because you said you'd never thought about it. I'm like, huh, I think about that all the time. <laughs> um, I've often felt that there's an everyday feeling of joy that a lot of people don't tap into. And even as a teenager, I would find things so like a sunset or, I mean, that's a fairly obvious one. Most people are like, oh, it's pretty. Um, but just even like you're watching a movie or the popcorn tastes great or the, just the joy of feeling of breathing, feeling of exercise or, you know, so many things. And um, I guess somewhere along the way, Pretty early on in my life, I noticed that if I, I could bring joy through creating things. And then it seemed fun to like sell the things. <laughs> I remember making finger paintings when I was really little and taking them down and selling them for like 10 cents a piece. <laughs> down to like the corner store yeah yeah fun I love what you said about joy mm. I, really, I really really do like like there's there's healing energy in that in that feeling and of course I loved what you said about selling things for money like I love money. I love business. I love the, you know, it comes and it goes. It It's, you know, the exchange of value, like that whole dynamic. I just think is so cool. I think my first foray, I didn't really sell things, but man, I was really, I mean, for my own money, but all that stuff that we would sell, like Girl Scout cookies and, you know, Man, I was so competitive and my mom was so helpful. I always sold the most, whatever the things we were selling, you know, and that was fun. And I, and it's funny. I think that the, the people that bought loved, it's almost like, you know, as I think about it, it was like, of course, it was like they were responding to my little seven-year-old entrepreneurial spirit. You know what I mean? Like the mm. like the bold ask. Like, what do you mean you're not going to buy ten boxes? <laughs> one box. You know, one box is only going to last you an afternoon. Get real. You need time. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Hmm. Why do you think people get tripped up about business? I think people have a lot of unhelpful thinking about business. Hmm. Yeah. 
the word often gets associated with certain things like big business or, or I'm sure people have a lot of ideas as to what even just the word business means that may or may not be true. I remember as a kid watching the Muppets, um, Sam the Eagle character, he would always like so serious business. You would say it like it was this serious thing and you can't have fun and it, it um, Yeah, and uh, business people would, you know, read the newspapers and they would you know, do serious things and read the stock quotes. And, <laughs> and I, yeah, for, for a while I associated the word business with no fun. Um, but making things and selling them was total, that wasn't business, that was something different. Or exchanging things like garage sales, super fun. Or um, even in my life as a chiropractor, sometimes there might be someone, you know, you're, you're exchanging with a, you get massage, they get chiropractic. Or one, one girl, years ago, she roasted um, coffee beans in her garage and she had a business like, really fresh roasted coffee and we had <laughs> I had so much caffeine going on then because I was drinking so much coffee but she just she'd bring a pound over with her all the time and so yeah it's sort of the I think a lot of people think business is things it's not or or it doesn't have to be they make up make up stuff about it My first practice was in, was in South Louisiana and I had shrimpers and trappers and mm -hmm. uh, one woman in particular. And so, yeah, I, I'd be like fresh, fresh redfish, you know, speckled trout. For sure. A couple pounds of shrimp or crawfish. Absolutely. I'll, I'll do an exchange for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, and then business is linked to money. People have a lot of a uh, lot of unhelpful thinking and ideas about money. Yeah. Absolutely. Or even self-worth, like maybe you're, maybe you're not worth enough to, to ask for money or maybe, Sometimes picking a price on something can be tricky. You know, like, what do you, what do you ask for something? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've mostly been in the world of healthcare and wellness and, and mm -hmm. all that. So, so those, those are the people that I have the most conversations with about, about business and money. And it seems like, but I, but I wonder if it's across 
you know, that it spans more than, than just helpers and healers and coaches, but almost as if we'll, we're in a service space, do good for humanity and we shouldn't charge for it. Kind mm. of find that, that attitude a little bit. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know if that, which is just a made up story. Yeah, and if you want to continue helping people with your healing gift, whatever it might be, you're going to at some point need to charge money for it because, you know, if, if you rent an apartment or have a mortgage, like the bank is going to want money for where you live or the grocery store is going to want money for the food. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there is a, that is a common, a common thing, especially in, in healthcare. Um, I haven't in a while, but years ago, um, I was, I was gonna say I was a glass artist. Um, I made jewelry and like bowls and plates and dishes and things, um, but I still am a glass artist. I just haven't done it in a bit. Um, so at art shows or um, studio tours, I was on a lot of studio tours and same, same thing um, from a bit of a different spin, but how can you put a price on one's art? And for necklaces, which a lot of the glass I was making, I was for like you make a pendant and then you add bits to it to make it into a necklace. There's a certain sort of price point that people think of when they buy necklaces. And it doesn't matter that maybe it took you 20 hours to produce the necklace. <laughs> it generally wasn't, um, some some of the yeah because so there were artists who were able to produce things so their per hour rate it didn't take them hours and hours and hours but then there were fine artists where if you were looking at how much do you want to make per hour of painting it it you'd have to charge a hundred grand per painting almost because it takes it was taking a while but there, there's such a range so in art but yeah, it was always fun though, because it was, I found it fun. Just making up, just make up prices and see what people will pay. <laughs> I wouldn't have the foggiest idea about how to price something, you know, artistic. You kind of experiment. I would put a price on like these, um, I made these little plates that looked kind of like um, tapas dishes or sushi dishes, like for a small, and they were quite, they were beautiful. And because I had a small kiln, it would take me two entire days to make one. But it was a size of something that you might expect to pay under $20 for. If you were buying like a, a dish at, you know, like a mass produced dish kind of thing. And so I forget where I priced it, but it, nobody was buying them. And then I decided that I would prefer to sell them than not. And so I, I lowered the price, but I, I did find with some of the 
jewelry I was making, I was able to increase the price from where I thought because people really wanted them. So <laughs> it's all a game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was just a number. Yeah, it's fun. Hmm. There's something in what I said earlier about joy of everyday living. I'm not sure that I have a whole lot more to say about that, but it was popping back in my brain. I thought I heard you say something about, maybe I'm making this up, about health and healing and joy. You see a connection? Yeah. I was like, oh, did I say that? Oh, how interesting. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> what's coming what's arising right now um hmm well if you're when you're quiet or like slowed down in yourself this joy rises and i think that is health it's also it's also sort of fundamentally who we are um but yeah it, it literally feels like to me anyway like i'll slow down and like there's a dropping probably a dropping of mental activity like just a whew, dropping in but then there's like this rising joy it seems to come like from my hips up like water rising, but in a good way. <laughs> the flood of joy that comes in. Yeah, like, uh, like I'm getting this sense of that water rising, that that bathing of the cells in our body and our soul mm. of an energy, you know, that joy. For me, I like the word joy, I like happiness, but contentment to me is at least right now, the way I see it right now my true nature feels more like just super ordinary. <laughs> Joy feels a little bit too. It is, you're right. There is a bit of a. Me, there's this little charge of. Like, that's just me. It just seems like, oh, it's gotta be 
going to have a little bit of fireworks to it. Hmm. For me to say the word joy, but I'm just, it's a word, you know, it's just, it's got a feeling tone for me that isn't necessarily the same energy for the next person that says it. But I love what you said when you were talking, I was getting the feeling of just my body being bathed with an energy of well-being. Mm. As you spoke, for me, it's just this ordinary contentment. But finding yeah. out that ordinary is a really good way to live. Yeah. Yeah, contentment is a really good feeling and word. And yeah, the the what I was calling joy, I could also call deep contentment, just this like, oh, like a complete letting go. I liked what you said about bathing ourselves in that feeling. It's like yeah. I can see the little cells like, yeah, like just <laughs> however you said it, like, yeah. All of a sudden, that it all, I all of a sudden had that. I had that experience. Yeah. I don't know if it's a different direction, but it came to mind my previous degree in molecular biology. Um, I did a lot of studying of the cell membranes. And so when we are under tension mentally, thinking fast, the cell membranes of every cell in our body gets taut and tight and it doesn't work as well. And the, the different things that have to happen across the membrane, the different molecules that have to go, um, there's different changes in that that then lead to you know, eventually could lead to diagnoses, like a years down the road kind of thing. But the the deep contentment when um, there's different studies showing that that when people are in that natural state, the cell membranes become more flexible, fluid. That's the word. Yeah, like a lot of fluidity. So then all the, the little mechanisms that happen in the body just optimize and happen. And it's, it's like all the cells have this little, the fluidity to me, thinking about that, it feels, it feels like joy. Like, ah, oh, just happy cells. Happy cells. <laughs> happy cells, very contented cells. Yeah. I love, you know, I love geeking out on all the cellular biology and psychoneuroimmunology and mm -hmm. you know, all the quantum physics. And, and yet, recently, I've really enjoyed just kind of not putting that aside. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, the felt experience that you have, that you just know, all the stuff that you said that you learned, you know, in, in your schooling. 
Like we just know that we just, there's part of us that just knows that's true. I don't think we need a scientific study to go, except my little brain still likes to like, oh, oh yeah, and that, and that, and that. But it's so funny that we would think we needed a scientific study to know that our bodies work better when we're relaxed. Imagine that, big surprise. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we know it. I mean, babies know it. Exactly what I was thinking. Just dogs know it. My cat knows it. <laughs> yeah. I think I used, I think for a while, Sarah, I used to think that all this was a little woo. Mm. Oh, because I've always, I've known this for a long, long, long time. This that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, before I can talk to anybody else about it, I better go get some scientific evidence mm -hmm. to prove it all. And then, you know, in, in I'm sure in your years, you know, as a healer and healthcare practitioner, over and over and over, it's like people don't care mm -hmm. to some degree. I'm hurting. My child's wetting the bed. I'm having night sweats. I'm dealing with severe anxiety and panic. Mm -hmm. Just help me. You know, I always say like, I got to the point where, yeah, I, I know how the watch is made, but people just really wanted to know what time it was. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's a good analogy. They were they were glad that I knew how the watch is made. Yes. Nobody is terribly, very few people are interested in me explaining to them how the watch is made. Just, it's good you know that. Help me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that good explaining. Like, I know. Well, it's not that fun either. It gets you up in your head. <laughs> yeah, see that, that's what I've learned. It is. Life lived from the heart, mm. whatever you want to call it, from intuition or you know, being aligned with our true nature. Yeah. It's a lot more easy. So, so it's, it's more fun. Yeah. So, and you get bigger, well, I think, with whatever endeavor one is doing, like whatever you're doing, if you're aligned with your true nature and your heart and you're seeing possibilities you're going coming from there you're going to get better outcomes or results or you're going to end up further along than you would have if you thought okay wait a minute let's figure out what's possible let's get in our heads let's do a study let's do this let's because i find if so, if people want me to explain like what's the mechanism how could you affect that well then it starts collapsing the possibilities because you think well okay well I have to what's credible what what do I know on that level but then those people don't get nearly as big of change as the person who goes let's play in possibility and see what happens yeah sometimes those changes are so surprising and big and 
Yeah. It's been my experience. Yeah. I just like that. I yeah, I just heard that come out of my mouth just now. Let's play in possibility. I'm like, oh, I like that. I like that one. It's kind of what business is too, is playing in the possibility of yeah. Yeah, and also what 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 what's arising for me is like more being, less doing, less thinking. Like just being. Happy cells when you're just being. <laughs> cells just want to be. <laughs> It's true, hundred <laughs> percent. They do. Yeah. <laughs> the beingness of ourselves that almost sounds like, <laughs> that almost sounds like um like a deep meditative music album, like with, <laughs> like with with you know like overtones and different. <laughs> really deeply relaxing music. <laughs> uh, being this of ourselves. Yeah, the beingness. Humans are amazing, especially when we're being. Yeah, what'd you say about possibility? I'm glad we hit record because I don't know. I, I don't know what I said. They came out of my mouth. <laughs> it was brilliant, but now I can't remember what it well, was. I was talking about I said the phrase play impossibility, playing impossibility. Was that it? Was that what you're that was it. Yeah. I had no. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I, I'm hoping this doesn't change gears. Although it'd be interesting if it did. But I had an experience today that kind of might speak to that a little bit. We were driving home from being out at the sauna, um, and I was seeing all these people walking down the road or doing just in town. You know, just people. And I noticed that I was being a level of judgmental. Or, or I had judgmental thinking about, and I don't even remember what it was. It was like, I don't know, there was a girl at a bus stop and I think she had like crazy colored hair. And I was like, oh, I don't like that color. And then there was a guy and he was, there was something he was doing. I was like, oh, I don't like what he's doing. He needs to do something different. He should, he should work out. Like it was just these really random thoughts like people have. And it all of a sudden was like, what do I care? And, and it was, it all crashed down. And then I felt all this possibility for like all the people, if everyone just joyously did everything they wanted. Um, I may not be describing that very well, but it was this noticing judgment thoughts and then a complete absence and just whatever lights people up whatever if that girl wants 
weird colored hair. What do I care? <laughs> In that moment, I seem to, which is kind of funny. But even just, yeah, if people are doing their people thing and there's so okay. many possibilities. Okay, I gotta ask you a question. Okay. So how did your cells feel? Right? Judgmental thought arose and how did your cells feel when you had this vision of everybody with all their different colored hair? <laughs> well, it was tight. When, when I had the judgment thoughts, I did not feel good. I was tight and like my cells, they weren't happy cells. And then, yeah, that complete switch change. It, it was like, I could take a deep breath again. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm back. This is, this is the me that I want to be and live and yeah. A, a, a relaxation so, in the body too yeah you know how many times do we those thoughts arise and we get real attached to them and we you know we, we dance around with them and then there's a judgmental thought and there's another one and then there's look i shouldn't be that and like i mean i find myself there's times when that that just goes on this endless loop mm. seems like you kind of caught wise pretty quickly this morning i did yeah there's i mean I, I was about to say it's harder if it's family but harder is not the right word it's just you don't recognize it i think you don't see what you're doing if you really buy into it like i didn't really care what the people walking down the street were doing but, you know, if it's my kids or my mom or someone, you know, relatives, it feels stickier, but that's only, it's only because you're thinking it harder or thinking it more often or, or yeah, a habit. It's kind of a habit. That's a habit and you're not noticing. That's kind of what I think. That's the way I sort of see it. And maybe there's another something else to see about that but but to me yeah family or people close to us like we've thought that thought a lot of times so it starts looking really real no wait a minute <laughs> it's familiar right it's habitual yeah habitual. Well, if i use the example of the girl with the weird hair color like it was like this blue purpley thing but like <laughs> I don't particularly care in general what color hair people have like it's it's a bit funny that I had that thought but if I apply it to say my mom or my sister well I mean, that seems even more like oh how, that's weird how could they do that like but but yeah it it's ridiculous really like hair grows it, it's literally ridiculous that I would think so you know and I'm not judging myself in that it's more like oh wow we make up a lot of stuff like that's so funny <laughs> and I make up that it's somehow more if it's a relative what if I show up with blue hair next week <laughs> 
I don't even know. Oh my goodness. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) My aunt had, had a, had a heart attack at 50 and a stroke at 70 that left her paralyzed on the left side and seven years ago, maybe going on eight. She's been in a nursing home that whole time. And uh, I send her money for three things. She likes Reader's Digest condensed books, uh, chocolate, and actually that stuff I ship to her. And then I send her money to go to the beauty salon in the nursing home to get her hair striped with purple. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Makes her happy. Yeah. Even her her purple striped hair. That's fun. the word possibility was coming to mind still just the possibilities of i don't know just everybody out there living their life different hair colors (laughs) but so so many possibilities there's no end to what's possible Yeah, don't you think we, I mean, that's been a, that's been a thing for me for a long time is, is, and that's what friends and people that work with me say, oh, you just see potential in people, you know, Mm -hmm. you see possibility. Um. And yet think that I live in a really small box of Mm. possibility like there's still I just think that it is you know um, I still think I put boundaries and limits around what's really really possible especially in certain things you know What about potential? Is there any limit to that? Well, what's the difference between potential and possibility? Hmm. Close. Um, I think I looked it up at one time and I think hmm. I I found a distinction if you just go to the dictionary but now I can't remember 
<laughs> Not that it really matters, but you asked a question about potential. Just if it was the same that there was limits. To me right now, potential seems more like the potential in a person, like what they could do with their lives or where they could go, or if you, I'm not, I don't think there's a limit to that. Uh, I don't think so either. Possibilities, I use that word more when it comes to like variety of experience or uh, what might happen. But yeah, there, there is a, there's different ways of using those words. Potential, I've been thinking of that as more of a present thing. Like you have potential now and possibilities is like what might happen. Future, future imagining. Like I might win $10 in the lottery. I might dye my hair purple. I don't know. I might eat a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I I'm totally with you and I, I could be totally wrong. Potential feels almost like like there's already uh it's already in the DNA. It's already mm -hmm. like it's like the acorn is gonna turn into an oak tree. Ah. But anyway, but sort of something like that. Like as if there is the ingredients are there. Mm -hmm. I put a piece of dried fruit in my mouth and there's like weird seeds in it. <laughs> so now I'm investigating the possibility of what the heck did I just put into my mouth? <laughs> um, mm hmm. Well, it came to mind how I think it's common that people would see, for example, the baby has a lot of potential. But does a 95-year-old person have a lot of, have, do they have the same potential as the baby? Or is it somehow less because they're old? Now we get to have a conversation about time. <laughs> That's going to be really going deep. We might want to save that for another episode. Mm. But I mean, I think the human brain, cultural, made up story about baby in 95 mm -hmm. is that there's a big difference when you put it in the framework of time. Right. But there is no time. Well, right. So the, the potential has to be limitless in both. Mm-hmm. 
if we're if there's not if there's not the constraint of time and if we're infinite beings and it's it's exactly the same yeah I'm thinking back to statistics class where it would be like, what's the probability that, you know, you roll a dice a certain number or whatever, and it's, it's the same probability each time. And I'm like, it's the same in any given moment, like the now in, in, in the moment of now. Yeah. Any person has the same potential. I went to chiropractic college before you and I didn't have to take statistics. <laughs> I probably, some of that was high school. I took um, it in university as well. I, yeah, I took yeah, I, math and I wanted to, but. <laughs> I don't want to get us off track. Yeah. That was like the dreaded. The dreaded prerequisite. Ah, fun. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, everything, everything's just all is always now. I was thinking about you know, what's been so, so personally transformative for me is the feeling of aliveness mm. and possibility, potential, you know, for something to be created that from nothing, you know, is to me, watching the life force in action. So I just got this, you know, just this conversation around potential and possibility. Why do I like that so much? Because I love being part of creation, creating something from nothing. Because it makes me feel alive. And it is to me the demonstration of life. And it is just, like that's beyond contentment for me. That is just like, whoa, that's fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. The the expression of, of creation is being alive and feeling aliveness and expressing what comes to you what everyone has their own uniqueness that they'll that will come to them to create for example whatever whatever area they're looking at in creation whether it's business or art or I even think of digesting food as creation. We're creating new cells for our body. 
Yes. Creating poop. (laughs) 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 But it's literally, if we're alive, we literally cannot stop creating. Even if we wanted to, we create our, our hemoglobin binds oxygen and we create alive cells. I keep going back to the cells, but like we we create breakfast for ourselves. I create coffee in the morning. It's fantastic. Yeah. 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 That feeling, that sense of aliveness is awesome. Had to say hello here. Hello. hello. What kind of dog is he? He's a mutt. Uh, from miniature Schnauzer rescue, but ran a DNA test on her and uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's mixed, mixed, mixed several generations back. That's funny. Like a yes. lot of people. <laughs> know um what you were saying about it's like the life force life is creating it is and we are always always and ever creating it's interesting I'll talk to my clients and I'll say well you know what do you want to create and they'll just kind of go huh I'll have to rephrase it in, you know, completely different language until we kind of get where I'm coming from. Yeah, we create our own wellness, our own health, our own our own healing is created by us. The doctor or the healer or the therapist doesn't create any healing in in their client. It's it's each person creates their own. Yeah. I can't wait to go deep on healing. On what, sorry? Healing. Healing. Hmm. Do that one next time. <laughs> Might require a cup of coffee. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's a word that means different things to different people, I think. Yeah. Well, I think today the, th- the theme was creative creation and uh, possibility and potential potential creative possibility resident within each of us there we go there's a sentence to tie it all together <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i love how we created this conversation we did like really just really just showed up with knowing that the possibilities for some 
cool thoughts to arise and for uh, the potential in each of us to connect and, you know, like, like we just knew there was some sort of alchemy. Yeah. Yeah. And you have brown hair and I have blonde hair. I do have brown hair. There's some red. There's some white and red in it too. <laughs> uh, I really don't care what hair color people have, which was why that made that random thought all the more funny. But yeah. <laughs> It was more the the collapse of the, of it, with, where everything just opened up. It's so interesting. The aliveness. Yeah. So so there's the times when that judgmental thinking that we all experience, we all have those thoughts arise, like. They don't collapse. Sometimes they they expand, and we ruminate on them. Like, what do you think was behind the collapse, and how it looked funny and it collapsed so quickly? I could see myself making it up and so I didn't believe it to be true so I recognized it as just like random firings from almost you know random brain firings that I didn't buy into it you know but I could see myself doing it and it wasn't anything I needed to believe or buy into so it, it I think it's the not feeding it then it, it just it there's nothing to like I, I created it. I created a random weird thought, and but then I didn't sustain it. So then it, it just break. It, it's made of nothing. It just gone. Yeah. Was that good for this first conversation? Oh, I think so. I think so. Okay. Awesome. <laughs>